tie. Got some disappointing, surprising. What's another negative word? News. Well, surprising for news. Word. Um, shocking. Shocking. Yes, that's a great um, term for this. Depressing. It could be depressing. This could uh, you could describe this as depressing. I think shocking, surprising, and okay, and breaking news. Okay, that broke last week, late last week. The Liver King is a scam. No, I don't know if surprising is a, is a strong enough word. Shocking, earth shattering, earth shattering. No way, Ben. No, 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 no. Say it's not. Say it, no. It's a scam. Say it's not true. Our, our darling, our savior, Liver King, no, is false. No. He, uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, there's this gentleman uh, who goes by the name Liver King. Popped up on social media. It's probably early 2021 yeah. at this point. Yeah. Uh, and he was claiming, and he's this in shape, buff. Super jacked. Dude, yeah, very like, jacked. Like, yeah. beyond jacked. Yeah. And was claiming the way he got this way was by eating animal parts that aren't typically eaten. Liver, heart, testicles, organs. Saying that he would infuse the testosterone from the testicles. Yeah. And that's what gave him. And then liver, like, yeah. And not only would he eat it, he would eat it raw. Yeah. And on camera, like, so he didn't, wasn't faking that. He was literally eating kidneys and raw eggs. all these like his, or, his drinks for his meals are raw eggs raw eggs yeah so, which you know you've seen that before but right like, and he was claiming these nine ancestral tenants is what he'd call them and basically these nine foundational fundamental principles to live a healthy sustained life that's honoring our early ancestors and so this is what he was claiming he was claiming that he got in shape that way he was claiming that's how he lives his life that's how he made all his money and that he was claiming that he does not do steroids right well, that's, that's the controversy, because all along the way, he's also selling, if you didn't want to eat true organ meat, mm-hmm. he was selling the supplement line that would get you the same benefits. Mm-hmm. And so he was claiming all this while also denying being on any sort of growth hormone, steroid, testosterone replacement, any, any outside help. He was claiming it was all due to the way he lives his life, these nine terrestrial tenants. Well... Last week, some emails leaked of quite a bit of dialogue detailing exactly what all he was taking. And I don't remember it, but essentially he was juiced out the tits, as they say, on all sorts of growth hormone, steroid-type chemicals. Mm -hmm. So, of course, that's a big story right now is that people, I guess enough people believed him. And we're following along with him. Well, think about it. Right? That, that this became a story. Think about and it. And this was a surprise. It, there's enough. There's so many people. So many people. And that's why we hope that, like, some of the things that we're talking about, like, we understand not everybody spends time learning about nutrition, learns time about, like, healthy, like, nutritional supplements, about training, about the way just the human body works. So we hope we give some digestible information but there's a lot of people that just don't spend time don't care about it haven't really um you know put in much effort into pursuing any of that and so you see this and you're like oh he's saying this and like he's showing these videos of him 
carrying 450 pounds and walking a mile, pulling a sled, pushing a sled, throwing spears, like all these just like nonsense things that he does. And if you don't, if you're not like into that world, you may be like, oh, wow, like that's kind of crazy. Like that's cool. I guess it makes sense. He's high protein, you know, eats a lot of meat, whatever. But people will buy it, right? And people will buy whatever you sell. I mean, that's how all of these like fitness coaches make it on social media and make it on YouTube and all these because they throw out these like nonsense diets and nonsense workout regimen regimens that don't do anything. Try to overcomplicate really what it is and people buy it. That's why the nutritional supplement industry and diet industry is a multi, multi-billion dollar industry because be- people want the easy way. And, you know, what he was selling wasn't necessarily like the the easy way to do it. It's not easy to go find bull testicles. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. easy to go find some of the things. He it has actually some good messages. But it's, yeah. Some. Yeah. But what he was is he is to fitness what like Tiger King was to documentaries. <laughs> that shocking right. like car accident mm-hmm. can't take my eyes off of type mm-hmm. of deal yeah. right and and he was like the epitome of what we are as a culture is like the more outlandish loud crazy nonsense that you spew you get eyes yeah. and you get attention yeah. and he played into it and you know what kudos to him for building a name and building he probably made a lot of money over so the last supposedly year he made over a hundred million dollars in the last few years on this supplement line and all his businesses put together so it worked unfortunately so, uh, yeah kudos to him <laughs> i mean is it ethical no but like he saw an opportunity he took mm-hmm. it and whoever it was is marketing company or whoever that's the other thing is 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 people were confused it's not an individual. It's a, this is a whole team. Yeah. And in those emails document this as well. He wanted to be at a certain number of followers by a certain date. Yeah. So he put this entire system around him. Yeah. It was all a marketing scheme. And in fact, we had a listener when this, when he first broke, I think he had 20,000 followers, something like that uh-huh. at the beginning. And we had a listener actually DM us and say, you guys should get this guy on this guy looks looks pretty legit he's kind of doing some some wild things and i looked at him and i had a, a bad feeling from the beginning i was like this guy but that's number one he's not natural number yeah. two this seems this seems staged it yeah. seems fake it's not genuine yeah and unfortunately it picked up steam over the last year and big podcasts actually put him on there and every single time he would deny they yeah. would ask him point blank yeah what PEDs do you use every single time? Uh, I think at one time he gave, uh, um, um, uh, what did he say? It was, it was some sort of, crazy. yeah, it was like, Ridiculous. he was on the, the Barstool podcast yeah. and he said, uh, I forget what, what, what he said. But anyway, to me, it speaks to, as you were alluding to, yes, it's unethical. Yes, it's immoral. I don't blame him as much as I blame consumers. Yeah. Everybody wants a secret. Everybody wants a shortcut. Everybody thinks this thing is going to be the key to get me to where I want to go. Instead of doing the hard work that Lane Norton talks about, the 10 years, Yeah. what's going to, oh, I can go eat bull nuts and carry around kettlebells across the beach and I'm going to look like jacked and ripped and tan and I'm going to sun my balls and I'm going to do this kind of things and I'm going to be this kind of thing in six months. Let's do that. Sign me up for that. So whatever it is in our human nature that wants results now with a little effort, 
he played into that. I think quick and new also, which yeah. is which is crazy because we're so turned off as as a culture from we're so turned off from like the proven process that has worked over time. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Like even in school, like we don't want to learn about history. We don't want to learn about those things because those things don't work. Like we just want to like create our own our own new way of doing things and i and i think of even my generation like i look at i look at you know maybe two generations ahead of me say they're in their 50s 60s 70s and they are i'm like they don't know what it's like these days i internally i'll say that to myself like man like they're they're a little bit disconnected they don't really know what it's like like even like getting coached like on sales and stuff it's like yeah, it was different in the 90s mm-hmm. and early 2000s. Like, that's not, that sales strategy doesn't work. But, like, reality is, is there's there are proven methods, whether it's nutrition and fitness, whether it's sales, whether it's how to run your family, how to pursue your faith. There are processes that have been tested over time. But as a culture, we don't like that because we think that we're smarter than the generation before us. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to listen to those things. In reality, those are tested over time for a reason, because they work. And it's crazy because all of these new fad diets and workouts and all these things, it's like they're just as much work as the old process. Right. And and matter of fact, the old process is probably a little bit easier. We'll talk about nutrition. Whole foods, restrict calories, increase caloric uh, output. Pretty simple. It's not that hard. Right. But we overcomplicate it because we think that we're smarter than... And we think there's a shortcut, essentially. Yeah, short we, and new. Yeah. Like, shorter and yep. newer. Like, because we think we think there's this, um, there's this, like, stigma associated with, like, working hard, right? Like, it's stupid. It's, like, smarter, not harder. No, like, sometimes you have yeah. to work harder. <laughs> yeah. Like, you do. Yeah, maybe do both. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> crazy. Yes, be more efficient. Right. But, like, hey, I can't squeeze a an hour worth of calorie burn into 15, a 15 minute workout. It just doesn't happen. Right. You can't do it. Like there's no such thing as like literally just shortening my workout and condensing it because caloric output takes time. Mm-hmm. Unless you're on the echo bike for, then it doesn't take any time for 10 minutes. Then <laughs> hey, you got it. 10 and out. Everything Tyler just said, <laughs> <laughs> but if you could keep, if you could keep like a, like a 90 stride per, per minute type of deal, Hey, go ahead. Good for you. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I think, uh, and we've said it before, it just reiterates the point of if in 2022 somebody's claiming a secret, they're claiming something brand new, if it's one individual, it's usually linked to some sort of buy my whatever. Yes. Yeah. So be very careful. Be wary. Be, you know, buyer beware. If a group of people aren't saying it and it's just one individual selling some secret, it's also linked to a product that they're selling. Yeah. Be very aware. Or a quiz. Or, or a quiz. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> guess quiz. what? Now they're buying your data. Yeah. That's all they want. There was a YouTube quiz the other day. I saw it. it said, am I gay? And I clicked on it. 
No, you did. I did. I wanted to find out. <laughs> oh, this could tell me. Unfortunately, it started to link to like there was multiple steps to get to this quiz. So yeah, that's what I they want up, your dad. It was like, all right, input your <laughs> input your email address. Now give us your email password. Now give us your mother's maiden name. Now your yeah. social security number. Yeah. No, it was it was. I was literally legitimately going to take the test if it was going to be easy, but they made it. Yeah. Too complicated. So I don't know if I'm gay or not. I, I, I have, to be determined. <laughs> to be de- <laughs> anyway. Anyways. All right. So anyways, I'm going to need probably a week or two off because I'm going to have to To mourn. find out if you're I'm gay. Have, no. Oh, okay. To mourn the news, the shocking yes. news that Liver King is yeah. not all natural. So unfortunately for all you Liver, liver King disciples. Um, Here's the deal. He's been if debunked. you watched any of these podcasts that he was on in the last it's, six it's months. so... You're it's like, bad. first of all, this dude is not smart enough to do any of these things. Like right. the nonsense that he spewed, you're like, you can't be for real. Yeah. Like there's no way. No, I think he was legitimate. I don't know how he made his money, but I think he was a legitimately wealthy dude before all. Apparently he's been doing this for four or five years now. He's just really made yeah. a push for social media in the last two. So, because yeah. he's business partners with, have you heard Paul Saladino? Yeah. The guy that claims that vegetables are trying to kill you. Yeah. They're apparently business partners. Okay. And so this Paul Saladino guy's claiming he didn't know. And anyway, okay. that's all a rabbit hole that, okay. that this podcast doesn't need to, yeah. need to dig into. So that does kind of lead to this, this whole idea of ease and comfort and yeah. making life better. Uh, it, it actually leads into another story that broke mm. last week. Elon Musk hopes to test a brain implant in humans next year. Mm. Did you see this? I did. The Neuralink? I did. So from the New York Times article, I'm not going to read the whole article, um, which, by the way, I read, I was telling Scott this, I read New York Times version, and, yeah. and that's what I picked because I'm more of a conservative dude, so I, wanna, I want you guys to know that I, I read other sources of news. Yeah. And then I read Fox News's <laughs> version, and they, were, they couldn't have been more different. Yeah, I bet. New York Times is bashing Elon because he's, he's become the, the Republican darling. Yeah. They're bashing him. Oh, it's not that new. And there's other people doing this. And what he's doing is really not that innovative. While, meanwhile, Fox News was like, you know, all over his you know what. Yeah. And didn't say anything bad about it. Anyway, yeah. that's a side note. But uh, this is from the New York Times. In a presentation showcasing the Neuralink implant that Elon Musk hopes will someday connect the human brain to a computer... Two monkeys were reportedly moving computer cursors with their brains. Yeah. The company does not have approval from the FDA to sell the device. Mr. Musk said that the company had submitted most of its paperwork to the agency to seek permission to implant its device in a human. He predicted a test in humans in six months, but any step towards trials in people would be up to the FDA after a full evaluation of the risk, surgical implantation, and safety of the device. The presentation focused on the, quote, link device, which resembles an inch-wide stack of several coins with hundreds of hair-thin threads. A surgical robot would cut a hole into the skull, slip the electrode threads into the gray matter of the brain, according to Mr. Musk's company presentation. The coin-like piece would sit flush within the skull. Mr. Musk said plans for the device, for the device include making the blind see and giving someone with a severed spinal cord, quote, full-body functionality. Pretty wild, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So my question to you is this. First of all, first reaction to that. Cool, not cool, scary. Yeah, scary. Pretty amazing. Scary is, scary is for so me. So that, that's the first question. And the yeah. second question is, 
with all this progress we've made the last 20 years, like, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. Is this the beginning of, you said scary. Yeah, I think it's scary. Okay, elaborate on that. Yeah, I mean, now you're allowing, you're allowing access, full access to your brain. And again, I don't, you know, I don't believe that we have the technology here in the near future to do so, but it ultimately, I mean, it's one step closer to the matrix, right? And, and especially you think this augmented reality world that we're talking about, right? The metaverse and, and, and living there, like it's just, it's just expediting that process. Like the health benefits side of it. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it can truly restore people. If, if that's legitimate and, Hey, like a child that's born blind, we have the ability to like Mm -hmm. allow him to see. Awesome. I'm all for that. Um, It's just a slippery slope. When you start plugging in your brain to computers um, and being able to control things, that's just, that's just, just scary, right? Like, like I said, it's a slippery slope because first it's, hey, I don't actually have to type on a computer. I can actually just like, think the words Mm -hmm. and it types out whatever okay think yeah that's no big deal but then what if what if then it's okay now i'm gonna search the internet or i'm gonna go find things that i just want to find and i can just find them immediately and then now again there's a record of you and getting through all these things and all your preferences i mean amazon's already doing it right now social media your iphones are Yeah, you've already got a neural. You've got a neural link in your pocket at all times at this point. (laughs) But then, but then it becomes all right. Now I'm able because you're linked and they're linked and they're linked. Now I can just talk to you, you know, without um, using words. Without using words. And again, I just, I just think it's a slippery slope. But then, again, here's conspiracy theorist. What's to say that that implant can't ultimately then control us? Right, be controlled. Yeah, by an outside source. Because somebody's got to manage this. If that link can fix my vision, what else can it do to me? Right. Right? If it can repair a severed spinal cord or it can repair, I mean, what else can it make me do? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why, like, we drive it. We have a Tesla. And I'm I'm pushing my wife to get out of it because what I don't like is I don't like if I need that car, like, someone literally can push a button and it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to do that in California. They're trying to put a kill switch on every single vehicle. And I I just don't like that. I don't like the supreme power Mm -hmm. of that. Like, you can create laws. You can enforce laws. um, You know, you can tax. You can do those things that the role of the government to, like, be there to support the community. But you're not – the role of the government is not to run the community. Right. It's not to run the individual. Like – that, like I said, it's it's one step closer to the matrix and see how well that worked out for them. Yeah, you mentioned the metaverse, and, and the metaverse sounds like it's not as smashing of a hit as what they had hoped. Apparently, they're losing a bunch of money. They had oh, to lay yeah. off a bunch of employees. But the idea of the metaverse, to me, speaks to what we were talking about earlier. This, it, it almost comes down to you're seeking pleasure without hard work or without any effort given yeah so you stick on these goggles and watch porn Mm -hmm. now i don't have to do the hard work to go talk to a girl at a bar or you know meet somebody out 
I can just throw on my goggles and get all my sexual desires fulfilled yeah. there. But again, and that's this is a whole nother episode that, that we can tackle down the road, but like the problem with that, right, is like you said, it's without the work. So there's not um, there's not that same satisfaction. And it it sounds that sounds kinda it's a quicker hit of dopamine yeah, that you're getting from but, that experience. But again, but you have to replenish that, and you have to right. escalate it, and right. it's more, and it's more, and it's more, and it's more. And you know what does that turn into? What, it, what you continue to chase? Then now real relationships in real life, yeah. like those are devastated because of those. Like the impact that porn has on a marriage or a relationship is devastating, and the science is out there. And so now it's, okay, easy. I don't even need to do that. But like now socially, what does that do? And we talk about mental illness. Like all we're doing is now creating opportunities for us to be even unhealthier mentally as a culture. Yeah. And, and, you know, not the porn side. You just did a great job of that. What about the social aspect? You can go in there and you can hang out with a group of people. Yeah. Now the very, very, very naive and charitable side of me says there might be some you know, the, when they created that, because think about who Zuckerberg is. He's probably a guy that was bullied growing up, probably wasn't included in a lot of things, probably felt like an outsider. So this whole Facebook thing, this whole metaverse thing, again, very, very charitable side of me says, maybe the, the impetus of that was to include, be inclusive of these people that don't feel included. And so, but mm. the problem with that is, just like porn, just like, other pleasure seeking the real thing is going to far be far better than yeah. any virtual thing. Yeah. But here, here's again, I think we, we go back to the, sim- the simplest fact is as a, as a human being, we were created to work and we were created to reproduce, right? Simple, simply put, right. Is we are supposed to add value. The problem with all of these things is that, Hey, I'm going to, my relationships and friendships in the metaverse. Like I create that, but what skills are you learning and what, uh, relationship traits, uh, are you actually acquiring that actually help you in the real world actually produce Mm -hmm. something that adds value. And again, we can keep going on technology and well, I'm spending money on the metaverse and I'm creating jobs on the metaverse. We have a physical world that we live in that needs things. You need food. Guess what? The metaverse is never going to feed you. Right. It is never going to provide sustenance that actually provides nutrition in your body. Government daddy might feed you though. Okay. Where, where does that come from? Government daddy feeds me. I yeah. live my life in the metaverse. I have you seen that yeah. meme or the, the, I think it's a meme. It's like a, a dude sitting in a dark room on a mattress on the floor, paint all fall off terrible environment, yeah. but he's got his metaverse goggles on. And so the idea yeah. is that, you know, the government will take care of you. Yeah. You can go live your pleasurable life in the metaverse. But guess what? <laughs> the government, the government is going to take from somebody that actually worked for something. Right. So they're going to take from the farmers. They're going to take from the ranchers. You know, they're going to take from the manufacturers. They're going to take from all the things to whatever. So either you buy them or the government ultimately takes them if right. we let them right. and then gives them to you. But somebody has to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about the farmers? Why don't they get to go play in the metaverse? <laughs> because there's work to do. You can't, you can't be a metaverse farmer? <laughs> Actually, it's, it's so funny. So I've been, it's funny to say that. I've been uh, like researching 
you know, some cattle farming stuff and getting some operation going and stuff like that. And I like watched this one deal and this guy's like talking about it. Oh, getting it. You know what? If you don't have the resources or land to start farming here, you know, try this. And so I like got onto it and he's like, that's the next wave of farming. And I click on his like metaverse farming. Oh. You can own cows on the metaverse. I'm like, get the next wave, here. dude, get out of here. <laughs> so essentially what you're doing is you're paying for that cow, but that money then buys a real farmer, a real cow. Huh? but you're actually farming him and you feel like you're farming on the metaverse, but like that money then actually transfers over Interesting. is a real cop. But the point being is, is we're, we're taking these easy, like virtual paths down. Like, Oh, you know, I can fulfill this or I can fulfill that. Well, ultimately now you just become a suck on the, on the, on society because yeah. you're not contributing anything. Right. Yeah. There's no value being brought. And, and to your point, you, you said it earlier fundamental level we're here to produce and be contributing members yeah. and i'm not and, and reproduce I'm not, and i'm not saying like i was really critical of like gamers and um and, and i'm like well it's not real like what are you doing and then it turned into a big deal right mm -hmm. competitive gaming and all these things but in reality yes like you end up making money and you end up spending money so that people i understand that but if we have a majority of the population going to that technology side, going to the virtual world, going to like all these things, that's more and more people pulled away yeah. from the actual physical work that has to be done. Yeah. And so that's what, that's what worries me about the future. And think about it. The re why are we paying so much for like home repairs, remodels, housing costs? Because there's not enough labor. Mm -hmm. there's not enough people so what do we do okay immigrants that are willing to still do that okay now you're gonna you're gonna come do this the problem the problem with that is is one we're not we're not capitalizing on that tax revenue on that income and then two is we continue to bring in outside work that may not be trained or may not be educated in that actual trade and gone through they're just thrown on the job because they need bodies now quality of work is going down but you're paying twice as much yeah. for half the quality of product right. and again that's that's the direction we're going mm -hmm. and it's just getting it's it's honestly it's scary so i like i'm telling my kids hey look and i know this went a long ways away from Neuralink, but i'm telling no, my actually kids, i was going to get to that at the end was what are we gonna I'm how, how are we gonna raise our kids in uh, this? learn to work with your hands yeah like my two boys, I've, I've, for, I've had a lot of projects the last like two months at the house. And, um, and like literally as frustrating as it has been sometimes, like the thing I'm telling my son Rocco, I'm like, hey, sometimes helping is getting out of the way. All right. Um, <laughs> but, your like, limit. but I'm trying to, to go through, like we changed the carburetors on all the quads and we changed the oil on all the quads. And, um, and then like, uh, this weekend I was working on my tractor quite a bit and then I hung some cabinets in the garage and like I want the kids to be around because they need to work with their hands because in 15 years 20 years they can make a killing mm -hmm. doing a trade right a killing whether you're a plumber electrician carpenter doesn't matter you can make a killing because there's not going to be enough quality work right yeah you need to teach them how to become a uh, metaverse plumbers <laughs> no, I think to me, technology is a good thing in general, right? These advances we made technologically, it's good. Yeah. I, I gravitate towards the good that are towards the technology that's improving mm -hmm. the way we do things, though. 
not technology that's just 100% pleasure seeking. We've got enough pleasure yeah. in this. We don't need to innovate more pleasure. We've got plenty of that. Yeah. We need innovation that, that makes life better. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily easier. I don't, I don't care if it's necessarily easier. It's already pretty easy to live. Yeah. It's things that make us more resilient, things that make us live longer, maybe things that make our jobs like the, you know, the industrial revolution, things that, yeah. you know, yes. there has that to make be progress. There has jobs to be progress. That, that actually feed into society, yeah. things that feed into the society and make yeah. us better as a society. Yeah. Those are the things I'd like to see technology. So, really okay. So here, here's like, you talk about trades where I think technology in, in the direction it's going, it needs to be a tool for the thing. It can't be the thing. Right. Like, so, yeah, okay. a tool that aids the human being yes. to do the thing. So, yes, could the metaverse help, like, train plumbers? Like, you're actually getting in and seeing a problem. You've got you to digest a problem. You've got to diagnose a problem. You've got to figure out a solution. Like, yeah, learn how to do this. Learn how to fix a refrigerator. Learn how to plumb a toilet. How, learn how to frame out. You could do, you could start to do some of that and actually learn through it as opposed to like, all right, I got to take an online course and I'm like, you know, I lecture and I see some drawings, like actually physically you kind of get to the point where it's like, all right, I'm actually moving my hands. I'm doing the things like I'm actually walking through the process. Great. It's a tool. It's a training tool, but that's it. Like when it becomes the thing where like, that's where I want to live and that's where I want to do everything. And that's where like Neuralink just gets me really scared because yes, it can, it can provide health benefits. It can provide some really cool things, but like, where does it stop? Yeah, it, it won't stop. And we yeah. read it and, and we, <laughs> seems like we're referencing it more and more, but the book about dopamine, yeah. it talked about, that was the very last, that was all the last chapter talked about yep. was as humans, we're going, we're never going to be able to fulfill this need for more dopamine and it's going to eventually end us. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's 15 years from now or a thousand years from, I have no idea from the social media aspect, you know, or, or maybe technology in general, if that's where you want to go with it. I, I am feeling a pullback. I'm feeling myself and people I know trying to find ways to simplify, yeah. not lean more into social media, more into technology. I'm finding myself desiring to spend less time on Instagram yeah. as opposed to more. Sorry. Everything's wanting to push me more and more and more. I find myself wanting to do less. Yeah. Do you think more people, are you, uh, you've never really been much into social media, but do you think more people enough to make a difference are going to start pulling back a yeah, little bit? Yeah, dude, I think though, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think the people that, you're right, because I, I feel it too, but the people that are doing that are the people that felt, what it was like before. True. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure what 16 year old yeah, is sitting the, there thinking the, the generation that that's, that's the norm yeah. and that's how we live. I don't know if that's the case. I mean, it could be, could not be, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but they don't, they can't recall on like that peace and simplicity yeah. Yeah. that they felt before it because they've never felt it. They just think that that's it. I mean, that would be like, like you and I um, saying, all right, um, no more phones. You have to write letters. If you want to get a hold of somebody, you got to write letters. You'd be like, nah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, sure. that's where, that's where I, I, I agree. But what about, and hopefully parents are doing a good job of like, like our kids don't have phones. And we were talking about it yesterday uh, with my dad. We were 
from a hardware store and brought the boys in. Um, and uh, Rocco was like talking about his little iPad. And my dad's like, oh, he's like, oh, no, no, no. We can only watch the iPad when we go on trips. <laughs> so like that's the technology right. is like, hey, we'll download three movies. And this 12-hour drive we got, you can watch those movies. Yeah. That's the only time they have access to them. Yeah. So like hopefully parents are doing a good job of limiting that so that the kids can actually like, dude, it was a proud dad moment. I was working with my dad um, in the garage yesterday. The boys, you know, attention left. So they hopped on their quads, and my, my oldest son's like, hey, dad, hey, can I have one of your, um, one of your uh, gun cases, like your, your bag, your, your rifle bag? He's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And he has this little, like, plastic, like, uh, like pump-action shotgun. Mm-hmm. And they both, we have two of them. And so the boys, they literally threw their little plastic shotgun in the gun case, strapped it to the back of their quad, ran down to the creek, and they're like, all right, we're going to go hunting. So I, like, walk over there and check on them. And they're, like, literally, like, I have a, a deer that I, like, trap practice, yeah. like, um, archery. Uh, archery on. And they're, like, down there, literally, like, climbed up in the tree, like, pretend hunting. <laughs> and I'm like, see, That's like, awesome. again, if they were in watching TV, they'd never be outside climbing trees, riding their quads, pretend hunting, doing these things. And, and like, it was like, all right, like there's hope, right? right? There definitely is hope. And so I just hope more parents like get to experience, like going outside and like seeing your kids. Like they woke up, my son woke up, it was up at seven o'clock yesterday. And he's like, Hey, can I go outside and jump on the trampoline? And he's like, yes, I'm never yeah. going to tell you no, go outside, right. go. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of families are fleeing these cities where, you know, because if you think if you live in a seventh floor in a high rise in New York City, your kid's not going to be able to go down to the creek and hunt and, yeah. and do all those kinds of things. So I do think you are seeing people flee from those yeah. environments. Yeah. And so as we look to the future, I do think the people that do remember what it was like pre all of this technology yeah. are going to try to go back and pull back a little bit. I know I am. Um, I don't have access where we currently live to like what you do, but we've got green space near yeah. our house. We've got a park. Yeah. We've got, we've got a, a pond near Like there's yeah. things that I can do as a parent and, and parents in general, my, my kids, friends group, they're going to have to buy into this as well. Yeah. Because when you think about social media and that's what I wanted to maybe wrap this up on is your strategy with your kids, social media, technology wise, sounds like you're already having these. Yeah discussions and your daughter is 11 now? 11, yep. 11. 11 and she doesn't have a smartphone or nope. uh social media nope. yet so nope. when do you think you'll introduce that how do you think you're gonna make well, it's how hard. are you gonna embrace the good things yeah. of social media and technology with your four kids yeah it's hard it's hard because it's obviously introduced already yeah she already knows what it does is. she have friends friend, that are on it friends already are on yeah. it friends have cell phones see unfortunately those parents don't think obviously the way that we do or at yeah. least not enough of them to make this a, a yeah, thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's different circumstances. So I'm not, I can't judge other parents for like giving their kids. Like I know some that have them and it's literally because they have older siblings and they have to be able to get a hold of the siblings because the siblings will come pick them up from school. Right. Like it's just, there's different scenarios and circumstances. Well, that's phones, but are they on Instagram at 11 or TikTok? Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I don't, to me, I don't to me, the phone. I don't follow any yeah. of them, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, to me, the phone's not as big of a deal because yeah, of that reason. But it starts, right? It's yeah. access. Right. Um, and we actually, so I guess my kids won't really listen to it. Um, like we actually have a, have a phone, like an extra phone, because my daughter's old enough and 
CPS, don't come take my kids away from me. <laughs> but like, there's times that like, Gio will watch, our 11 year old will watch the kids. Like if we're gone in Salina or town or, you know, Tiff's got to run and do something while I'm at work, like she'll leave them and we don't have a landline. So we do have an extra phone, but there's no internet. There's no, they can, she can literally only call the numbers that are programmed in the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some like restrictions on like what can like come in too. I think it can only come in, uh, text messages can only come in from numbers, but calls can come in. Yeah. Um, anyways, so, but social media is different, right? That's, that's, that's a scarier, um, that's a scarier, uh, idea to introduce to your kids just because of the pressures the the things that come with that and so we are we don't have any like plan in the future to be like all right now you can get on it um that's it's going to i think it's going to be kid by kid where they're at maturity wise responsibility um how much we can trust them where it's at Um, but regardless of it until they're until they're an adult like we are going to have access to all of it. Yeah. Um, and I, and I hate, 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 hate bringing this up because, um, because I love, love this family. Um, but a good friend of ours who's very well known, very strong in their faith. One of their kids just got arrested for having mm. illegal photos yep. and there was through social media. So again, whether there's bad intent or not, don't know the story of it, uh, but illegal photos were on on their computer and phone and shared through social media that he found on the internet. And those are just things that like, even as a 19 year old, like you still get confused and lost. And so as, as a parent, until like you are on your own, making your own decisions, you know, and I don't know if that's 18, I don't know if it's 16, I don't know. But like as soon as you're old enough and mature enough to handle that, we're still going to monitor. And then and when you're on your own, okay, now there's consequences to your actions. And the consequences that you create for yourself, you're going to have to deal with yourself. Yeah. Like mom and dad at this point when you're on your own and the, and the, and the, the cord is cut, mm-hmm. if you get yourself into something, you've got to get yourself out. Because what do you learn if we just bail you out? Yeah. Yeah, I know the exact story you're talking about because it's very well known. Yeah. That's the tricky hard because as parents, and (laughs) I had all these grand plans before I became a parent. My kids are going to eat organic. They're never going to have to take. Until you're in the fire, shut your mouth. Yeah. So I'm by no way, shape, or form judging this family. Yeah. For me, what the lesson I take from that is the lessons I'm teaching my child at five, six, I'm going to have to be even more diligent than I think I should have to be. Yeah, you don't relax. Because you ne- yeah, you 15. never know when yeah. they're 19, the, the lessons and the foundations that you built when they were 12, yeah. that's, that's what's going to shine through. So yeah. you're right. When they're 18 and they go off to school like this, like this kid, you're, you've done the work. The, work, the hay's in the barn at this point as yeah. a parent. That's right. It, it, everything you've done from when they were five to when they left the house, that's – Really where the work so was the put test. in. That's, that's, that's Sunday. Now it's, fi- yeah, now it's game day when they're out in the real world. They're faced with these real challenges. It's what did they learn when they were under your yeah, care? Hopefully they don't make a mistake that ruins right. their life. And to your point, 
if they do, there's consequences. And those are the things that we need to teach our kids at six, seven, eight years old. So your actions have consequences. Thankfully, in our house, the consequences can be more controlled. Yes. They're not legal for the most part for a five-year-old. Yes. (laughs) They're not legal for a five-year-old. So it's teaching my son, hey, you can make that choice, but there's a trade-off. Yeah. There's going to be a consequence that comes from this. And we had a very hard conversation last night, like a very, like an emotional conversation. There's consequences, even when you make a decision on something that's not bad. Right. That's not, talking about the girl over in Fort Worth that was abducted and killed. Mm-hmm. And there was a, there's a FedEx driver that's been arrested for it. And within an hour, she was taken, and within an hour, she was killed. Seven-year-old girl, I think. Right, yeah. Terrible, terrible. But talking with our kids, and, and you know, Tiff and I were back and forth on, do we bring this up, do we... But, like, we have a lot of construction guys going through the house. Like, it's the holiday season. There's a lot of, like, contracted delivery people. And everybody's ordering stuff. And there's stuff being dropped off every day. Like, our kids need to know and be aware. And, look, unfortunately, like, devastatingly, there was a terrible consequence. And I don't know the whole story on on how it actually happened. But, like, we had to talk with our kids. Like, you're not allowed to open the door. And there's going to be consequences. There's going to be one, like you are going to either put yourself in a situation for an awful, terrible consequence, or you're going to do it and there's going to be a consequence from mom and dad. And, but to your point, kids have to feel and know that consequences are real. And we've gotten away from this disciplining as parents to where kids don't even know that there's consequences. So they just do reckless, selfish, terrible things. And because they've never felt what a consequence is. And then they're shocked when they get into high school and they get expelled, they're like, and then want mommy and daddy to come bail them out mm-hmm. because they've never felt consequences. Yeah. And so, again, this last weekend, it was awful, awful. Like, that's like Tiff's biggest fear. And for me, is like a dad. Like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine what the father of this little girl is feeling and what he wants to do to that guy. Um, but, that the kids have to know and they have to learn those things that whether it's a deliberate action to do something right or wrong or just doing something that may put you in a unsafe situation, situation. There's, a, there's a consequence. Yeah, one of the best lessons I learned in my time in management, you know, managing adults is very similar to raising kids. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the big lessons I learned is I'm going to have to say things and teach lessons I didn't, I, I assumed were common sense. <laughs> yeah. So to your point, as an adult, you think, yeah, you don't answer the door. It's a stranger, but you're going to have to have that conversation. It would be very easy for you as a parent to not even think like, of course, they're going to know. Don't answer the door. We've told yeah. them before. Yeah. But you had to have a legitimate conversation face to face. This is how we act when a, when a stranger is in a, coming in. Our, yes, they're here to help us. Yes, they're here to do good work for us. That doesn't, but you still have to be vigilant. You still have to be alert. And so it's these conversations that I think as parents, I know for me, I just sweep under the rug because I assume that either they know or maybe it's not that big of a deal. I think that's the point is with technology, the way it's going, where it's progressing, with social media, we're going to have to have conversations that weren't had 20 years ago. We're going to have to be better parents in that aspect of, and yes, does it feel like maybe you're micromanaging? Yes, does it feel like, Maybe you're doing too much sometimes, probably. Yeah. But I would rather err on that side. Yeah. 
than not enough yeah. and, and just let them willy-nilly go figure it out. There is an element of just go figure it out. I, I get that. Well, so so that's, the hard, yeah. that's the hard balance is knowing where to push, knowing where to oversee, yeah. knowing where to let them. So I think, again, it's just like training, just like working out. It's a controlled environment to suffer. Yeah. So that when I see true suffering, I'm at least a little prepared. Same thing with parenting. Yeah. When you're six, seven, eight years old, it's a controlled area to learn and make mistakes because yeah. there's not real world consequences yet. Yeah. And so again, as technology advances, as, as social media advances, I'm going to have to be more diligent as a parent than maybe my parents had to be with me. Yeah. And diligence is it. The time of being silent on it and just kind of turning and letting them, letting them kind of figure it out themselves um, unfortunately, they just don't have the capacity. Yeah. And so the time of being silent about it is no more. Mm-hmm. We have to have these conversations. Again, parents, like I don't understand how all this stuff works. Like I, I literally barely can log on to Instagram. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I figured out how to send you videos. But yeah. No, I figured, you, you I figured got out that how down. to do that. Yeah, but um, it, it, we cannot, for the future of our, of our society, we can't go silent yeah. on this because if you're going to let... The, technology and social media raise your kids like they are in for a world of hurt and none of us want our kids to hurt yeah. now they may have to hurt a little bit now so they don't hurt later yeah but it's just going to take more effort more yeah. conversations more um more just like transparency and but also more vulnerability as parents to like talk through some of these things and it becomes a lead by example too yeah. like we as parents or are, are going to have to live in a way that represents. If you're a parent that your phone is more important than your kid always, mm-hmm. if it rings and you answer and you're with your kids, they're going to think that that device is, is everything. Yeah. So you've got to show your kids by your actions what is most important. And it has to be family. It has to be direct content communication with other human beings. And it's not this technology piece. Yeah, and we, that's what's exciting to me. It's scary, but it's exciting. It's nerve-wracking, but it's exciting. No parents have ever gone through what you and I are having to go through as parents, and our generation's having to go through as parents. And that's exciting because we're going to get to it, – it's, we'll it's oppor- our responsibility. Opportunity to. Yeah. We have it's the opportunity our opportunity. To. It's our responsibility to do – now, we're just learning too. Yeah. So that's the scary part is there is no manual here. There is no book on how to do this. We're getting to figure it out, hopefully set up a generation – for more success than what we're currently yeah. headed towards. So anyway, it's, it's scary. It's exciting. There's lots of good things about it. There's maybe some parts that, you know, we're not as excited about. Um, but I think the overall point is it's going to take some effort here. Yeah. As, us as parents, raising our kids uh, in this generation of technology, because it's not stopping. No. No, as long as there's money to be made, as long as there's, you know, prestige to be found, Technology is not going anywhere. No. It's just going to keep advancing, advancing. So how are we being diligent? Unless we get one of those uh, solar flares that Micah Fink was That's talking true, about. That's true, yeah. I guess we could just be all nuked by Putin at some point, um, <laughs> which may be the best for us. Uh, but speaking of technology and the good aspects of technology, yeah. um, before we get out of here, we do want to thank our partner, Sleep Number, who has yeah. taken sleep technology to the next level. This yeah. isn't your grandma's mattress, some flat, yeah. boring, you know, old, stinky thing mattress this is this thing is the tesla this is the elon musk version of mattresses yes. and, and i've shared this before anytime i go out of town anytime i have to sleep in another bed for whatever reason my son's bed for whatever reason 
I'm like, man, I really miss. So true story this weekend. True story this weekend is is my daughter. She was supposed to be at a sleepover. She didn't started not feeling well. So we had that kid that we had to go pick up from a sleepover, and um, she wasn't feeling good. So Tiffany slept with her in like in her room, and uh, <laughs> and she like wakes up the next day and she's like, oh my. And then her attitude reflected how she felt for that morning. And so I told her, I said, hey, Tiffany, hey, uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow after you, like, actually get, like, a good night's sleep because I don't want to deal with you today. So I'm going to be in the garage. I'm telling you, like, it's it's a totally different, like, you know, what Dak talks about. It's 28 minutes of legitimate deep REM recovery Mm -hmm. sleep is the difference in – a good start to your day, bad start to your day, good finish to your day, bad finish to your day. Yeah. It really does. I mean, the technology is unbelievable. Um, the data that you can learn about yourself is just next level. Yeah, sleep number markets a lot of things, but maybe they should start marketing. We save marriages. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, and then also uh, another company utilizing technology. I just saw the billboard. Yeah. Uh, that's old school technology, billboards. But uh, Choctaw Casino is yeah. in resort. Giving away $1.8 million this December. Again, what other venue? 1.2 last month. 1.8 this year. What other venue, what other entertainment venue can you show up and actually leave with more money than what you left? Every other venue, you're spending money. This venue, you can actually leave more than what you came. Christmas is a great time to head up there. We were just up there a couple of weeks ago. Cowboys are rolling right now. If you're a Cowboys fan or whatever NFL team you can. Go up there on a Sunday. Check out the league. Check Dude, out all the best place that, to watch a game. Choctaw has to offer. Tell you, and I brought it up. My birthday, we went up there a little. St- I called a staycation because you know we didn't have to fly anywhere. It was one of the most incredible couple days. I was just telling somebody in my gym, like, hey, he's like, yeah, my wife and I are trying to get away. Kids are old enough that we can finally like go spend the night somewhere, and they're they're not going to kill themselves. Um, and I was like, dude, you got to go up to Choctaw. It literally, whether it's Steakhouse or Guy Fieri's restaurant, I mean, they've got American cuisine. They've got fried chicken. They've got everything that you could possibly want. And I was like, literally, like, it's unbelievable. I ended up covering my stay because I won enough on the table that literally my stay was free. Disney World can't do that. Come on. Universal Come on. Studios was, can't do that. But regardless, <laughs> if I had paid twice what I paid, it, still been worth it would still have been worth it because yeah. it's just that nice. Yeah. That's so right. go check it out. Sure. Hey, where is it? It's a, a short drive up 75. Yeah. And for you and your gym friend, it's a shorter drive up 75. Even shorter drive. <laughs> it's it's really, it's honestly really easy yeah. to get to. Amazing. Uh, man, I can't wait for that 75 through Sherman to get finished because it's going to be a nice breeze. And, easy. and then lastly, we opened up this, this, this episode with uh, – the Liver King selling, yeah. you know, secrets and shortcuts. There's a company that does not sell secrets no. and shortcuts. They do sell supplements. Yep. But they actually are messaging that it's going to take a lot of work. Yeah. And it's going to still going to take effort to get to where you know our our products just help you get there and aid that process. Yep. And of course, we're talking about Jocko Fuel, American-made company. Uh, everybody are feeding into the local economy. You can find it at HEB. You can find it at Vitamin Shop. You can find it on the East Coast. You can find it on JockoFuel.com. Online, yeah. You can find it on Amazon. You can find it anywhere. It's yep. not hard to find. Uh, but we love the company because, again, of the values and the messaging around the American-made products. American-made products by uh, a very, uh, very distinguished, vet- distinguished veteran. Um, we love supporting them. It's an incredible product, and I just can't wait to see what they're doing because they are – they're growing. That's They're right. growing fast. Right. So we appreciate you guys so much. Uh, help us out by sharing the show. If, if you thought today's conversation was interesting or thought-provoking or 
maybe we're just a bunch of idiots and like, yeah. what are these guys talking about? Technology is amazing. Yeah. Share the episode, share it with your friends, get the conversation going, get some friend group, your parent group, you know, your friends of kids, have these conversations. How are you as a group of, uh, how are you as a community going to raise your kids the best way possible in this environment that we find ourselves in? Because again, yes, we start with ourselves, but it can't just be us. It has to be the community as well. And those that we surround ourselves with. So we appreciate you guys. Hope you have a great rest of the week. Great weekend. We will see you next week.